Burger Click Productions 15 Minutes of Fame podcast features guitarist and vocalist Joey from the New York-based punk band Lurking Class. Here's their song, E from Queens. kind of weird for me to introduce uh, a member of a band that I'm currently in, but it's, it is my esteemed pleasure to, to welcome Joey. He is the, uh, the six string master from, uh, from lurking class. Joey, welcome, man. It's, uh, it's nice, nice to have you on here and, and bullshit with me for a little bit. Hell yeah, dude. So, you know, kind of the backstory for the band itself, um, Mike and I had responded to an ad on Craigslist that you had posted. And I I was kind of curious, like what were some of your first thoughts when someone responded to your ad stating they were a drummer and a bassist and were interested in getting together? Were you nervous? Were you skeptical? Did you think you were going to end up like a lampshade in someone's apartment? Like how, how long had you been looking? Were people responding? Like walk me through that process a little bit. Well, I posted the ad like after I joined the Between Now and Forever thing and was playing with them for a solid week or something like that. And I was like, oh, shit, you know what? I think I might as well start a punk band thing, so I'm doing this, and I really want to start a punk band. So I did the ad, and then I had a few responses from some dudes. I was like, I really kind of hope these guys can actually play. And then they sent me some things. I was like, ah, I'll pass, I'll pass, you know. I won't really trigger on these dudes and then once you once you and mike hit me up i was like holy shit like these guys are fucking legit like i have to start a band with these dudes you know the obvious question is you know for riffs and and i know that you're very good about this like i think you and i are kind of in the same you know swim lane if you will when it comes to listening to different types of music not just limited to you know old school punk or 90s punk or or whatever like you and I are are kind of all over the place do you find that that really helps you know your writing process or or has it kind of been something where like you're writing shit that you didn't even expect that you would be writing um it's kind of 50 50 honestly because I never thought I'd come up with a riff for Steve Buscemi you know (laughs) (laughs) right right. I, I mean I listen to a lot of like different like new wave kind of bands i guess mm-hmm. kind of soccer punk things at the same time and then i listen to a whole bunch of different genres too like you're totally right about that i listen to a ton of music and that definitely helps with a lot of things but i think it's more just like whatever comes to my hands first you know like i usually don't have plan things ahead mm-hmm. i kind of just start playing and some shit just comes out nice. <laughs> some shit does you know what I mean? Right. 
I mean, for for you, what did you find to be the most challenging thing about not only writing lyrics, but singing and playing guitar at the same time? Because correct me if I'm wrong, but prior to this, you didn't really have like a lot of experience singing and writing lyrics and playing guitar like at the same time. Well, yeah. Yeah. I've, ne- I've literally never done this before. This is my first time ever actually writing lyrics, singing. Mm-hmm. I literally, the only time I ever sing is either in the shower or in the car. <laughs> like I'm pretty sure that's, I'm pretty sure that's most everybody, but right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, writing lyrics is still very hard for me. I mean, I have a, I, I get a lot of ideas just randomly when I'm doing nothing. Mm-hmm. I just have a thousand words going in my head at once. And some things I can write down and take notes on. They like, oh shit, I can write a song about this. I can write a song about this, but I don't know, man. <laughs> Do you, uh, you know, with, with the lyrics thing, because like I hear you, it's, it, it I feel like it's one of those things where, you know, you'll come up with like a set of lines. Like I'll, we'll talk a little bit later in depth about, you know, a handful of our songs, uh, specifically a couple of them that you helped write the lyrics for. But, you know, when, when you're trying to like channel lyrics, do you find that, you know, you'll come up with a bunch of stuff, read it back to yourself and it doesn't make sense. Or have you kind of done it? Like, for example, with wasted time, you know, was that something where it was like, oh shit, like first time, first set of lyrics, it's like, this is it. You know, it usually comes like wasted time, honestly, to me, 90% of the time. Usually it's kind of like the whole section of lyrics. It's never like, oh, this line will be cool for this song later on, you know. it's I can never do it like that. It's I have to be thinking of the riff in my head, and then I got to be like, I was like at work, literally, in the middle of working on my shift. I had customers coming all over the place coming to me. And I was just writing these lyrics down, be like, give me a minute, give me a minute. I'm going to write these down really quick. I can't forget them because they were perfect. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. <laughs> it, that's, right. Kinda, it's how, that's how it comes to me. You know, it just comes at the weirdest times. And it'll be like, I'll, I'll be thinking about one of our songs and I'll just write down that whole section of the song that I get the idea for. Nice. That's kind of how I did it for Eve from Queens, too. I mean, that one was a little bit more line by line just because it's more about a show, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I will I will come back and ask you a question specifically about that song. But in the meantime, I know, I know, and uh, you've been to a bunch of different horror movie conventions and, you know, conventions in general. Now, which actor or act- actresses have you met that have been the fucking weirdest, like in person? Oh, man. The weirdest in-person actor... <laughs> there's been quite a few uh, i got i gotta honestly kind of sit and think about because a lot of these people are just kind of whack oh man when i met bill johnson he was fucking he was kind of out there dude he was uh leatherface in texas chainsaw part two mm-hmm. and uh oh when we met bill mosley he was a he was a trip man he was kind of kind of like he was if you could expect Chop Top as a real person, <laughs> like, I don't know how to explain Bill Mosley. He, he's a whole nother beast of a man, to be honest with you. He's basically Chop Top as a person. I don't know how to explain him. No, I mean, that's... That, well, that's... If you've seen... If you've seen TCM Part 2, you know what I mean. <laughs> so, so it sounds like, I mean, is he the type of person where his characters in movies 
are essentially extension of himself as far as energy yeah. enthusiasm just the, his <laughs> mannerisms and shit like that yeah basically a hundred percent he was he literally lives his characters <laughs> like his characters are literally him every character he's ever played i feel like were there were there, were there any were there any like actors or actresses that you met that you didn't really you were kind of skeptical like you weren't really sure how it was going to go but it ended up turning out like really awesome like i've heard i've heard stories where it's like ah i didn't know what you know you know i didn't know what tim curry was going to be like in real life but then i met him and he's a mm-hmm. sweet man you know like were, were there were there anyone that was like that where you're like i hope this guy's not a dickhead and it turned out to be like awesome norm norm dude Really? And cheers. Really? Yeah. He was fucking awesome. No he shit. Was, I kind of, I kind of went there expecting him to be kind of like, you know, <laughs> but he was like, he was a really cool dude. Now, you know, you could, you could have been sitting with him at a bar, to be honest with you. Really? No yeah. shit, dude. So you know that's I find that interesting because like with George Went, like he's a very interesting actor in the sense that not only you know we know him from uh, you know as Nor- as Norm Peterson and Cheers, but also like mm-hmm. he was the neighbor in House. So you know that's another huge thing where it's like very different fucking vehicles for this actor. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, you don't know really what to expect from him when no. you kind of go to meet him. <laughs> Now you uh you also you play bass with Fresh Herbs. Shout out to oh, uh, yeah. shout out to Mike and Max, and you also play live guitar with Between Now and Forever, and yeah, you, dude. and you have a black metal like solo project as well. Yep. Um, you know, including Lurking Class into that mix, all of these bands are very 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 different, and you do different things in each. You know, for someone so young, what was the hardest thing to get used to about, you know, going from a musician that has a solo project to essentially being part of three different bands? Um, honestly, I feel like I never know what the hell I'm doing. It's kind of <laughs> it's kind of stressful all the time because I have to keep the aspect that I'm in four bands mm-hmm. and then I have to also keep a full-time job so i can fund these four bands you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. like it's a lot of time (laughs) it's a lot of playing a lot of not playing at the same time Mm -hmm. has there has there been any like you know specifically in in now and forever it's like you play you know live guitar you're kind of explaining the process a little bit um yeah like uh we we really don't meet up that much to practice or anything mm-hmm. so i honestly have no idea what's going on with that band right now mm-hmm. we're kind of we're kind of in an in-between phase i you, feel like you're you're in between now and forever right <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh i, I don't know how to really explain it now with with fresh herbs you guys recently did a a live stream um you know have you been getting any good feedback on that i mean i watched it and listened it 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 did sound it did sound very good and i was impressed for you know how that was able to to come out but on the flip side lurking class we were very fortunate to do a halloween show and have it you know essentially professionally filmed and shot multiple camera angles um the sound was good what did you find uh what did you find to be the coolest part about doing a live stream uh you got to see the people comment Mm -hmm. and see people react to it i mean that was like the coolest part not many people were really reacting to us at the halloween thing i feel like like they were 
they were, but they were also trying to like mine the cameras, you know, mm -hmm. because it was mainly for the the cameras. It was like a it was like a video session basically for for Halloween. Yeah, that's the way that's the way that's the way I thought of it and the way it felt to be honest. And it was it, that was a lot of fun. I'd love to do that again. Mm -hmm. But the fresh herbs thing was it was definitely a lot more of a live feeling because you had people actually watching you mm -hmm. and like you know they were gonna comment and like and you know it's just <laughs> it's a little different. Right now. I know your background and, or I have a, I have a pretty good understanding of your upbringing and, and I know we are talking about a lot of your influences, but I know that for you, uh, working with Don Fury to cut our first EP, that was, that was like a big deal for you because not only do you have like a lot of ties to like New York city punk, you know, I guess like New York city, New Jersey, punk rock, hardcore, mm -hmm. um, you know, through your family, um, you know, through your godfather, but, uh, what, what was, what was one of the coolest things uh, you know, for you being in his, in his studio, what kind of impressed you the most about, uh, about Don Fury? Um, just how professional everything was. Like when I was going to school, I went to SUNY Schenectady for audio recording. It was cool working in that studio and I wanted to become an audio engineer for a long time, but actually being in there to do a project of, with music that I've written with a group of friends it's just a whole, it was a whole nother experience. It was such a surreal moment. Mm -hmm. It kind of like blew my mind. Like the whole time we were there, I was like, I had to like keep pinching myself to see if I was really doing that. <laughs> did you, what did you find to be one of the most challenging things about recording in a professional studio like that? Uh, the nerves, man. I was, I'm not going to lie. I was pretty nervous. I was hoping that I would stay in time. <laughs> that was the, that was the whole thing was just remembering to be in time and to not be so nervous and, you know, just do it. But I feel like I got the best of me for some parts. <laughs> well, and, and it's, it's very interesting that you say that because, you know, regard, you know, obviously people are, are learning about, you know, this band and really getting a sense for what it's all about. But, you know, mm -hmm. for those people that don't know, it's like, you know, we've been writing music together since March. So this is essentially not only the first time, as you had said earlier in this discussion, it was the first time you were writing lyrics and singing. And this is the first time the three of us got together to do this professionally in a studio. So like we've been doing all this stuff minus lyrics for nine months, <laughs> ten, yeah. 10 months, right? Like something yeah. like that. And to finally have like a finished product and going to finish the product was like, holy shit, <laughs> you yeah. know, yeah. I, it was, it was hard to believe. It's like, it's finally happening. Now, what are, what are some important lessons you think that you've learned along the way, you know, from when you first started playing music, you know, as, as, as a kid, right. Whenever you got involved, what are some of the important lessons that you've learned along the way, you know, from start to where you are currently? You, you can't be in it for yourself. Mm -hmm. You got to think about the other people that are in your band, the people that support you. And just like, don't be afraid to do what you want. You don't have to do any specific thing. Like you don't have to sit there and play classical jazz. You could, you could play punk rock if you want. You can, you can be like the most technical guitar player, drummer, bass player, singer ever, but, it all comes down to like what you want to do. 
do what you want. You know? Yeah. It's kind of like what I've, that's kind of what I've been learning. Like, it's okay to fuck up because <laughs> mm-hmm. you can always fix a mistake. In most cases, I mean, I guess you can't fix murder, but. <laughs> <laughs> you can only, you can only buy your way out of that shit for so yeah, long. Pretty much. <laughs> And in, in, I think I think that's a good point because for people that have never played in a band or never tried to play in a band, I I personally think because um, I've been doing this for a very long time with vi- different types of genres of music, all that bullshit. Being in a band is easy. Making a band work and last and be successful, whatever that definition is, is one of the fucking hardest things to do because yeah. y- you're dealing with different personalities different different character types right and i i think you gotta learn to love everybody (laughs) yeah well and and also like understand that you know people operate at different wavelengths at different speeds and you know that's that's something again i think people when they just consume music instead of create it i think that gets lost in translation sometimes because it's kind of like oh you know dance monkey play me a song (laughs) you know like yeah Yeah. it's kind of like when you're uh when you're when you're at a party and uh somebody's like here play guitar (laughs) dude the worst (laughs) you play music here here's a guitar in front of like 30 people you don't know like am i gonna play you guys that you guys are gonna like i play hardcore black metal (laughs) like what do you want to hear (laughs) exactly (laughs) uh want to hear some calls. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like, hey, it, because you know for a fact that, you know, a good 50% of those people just listen to hip hop and they're automatically going to tune. They've already met. Ma- they've automatically tuned out as soon as an acoustic guitar was brought out or, or whatever. Yep. Uh, 100%. So one of uh, one of my last questions, essentially what I do, as you've as you've heard in some of these other episodes, I ask about a specific song and. I know uh, earlier we talked a little bit about Wasted Time, but also E from Queens. Now, E from Queens, that was a song that you co-wrote lyrics for with Mike after the idea of the subject of the song was already established, right? It was essentially based on E from Entourage. Now, Wasted Time, you came up with those lyrics on your own, and essentially the main riff of that whole song, that's all you. you. Did you find it easier to write lyrics for a song that was a blank slate? Or write lyrics for a song that essentially the the theme was already set. Huh. Like, you know, it was. I, honestly, I'm gonna say it was easier with a blank slate mm-hmm. because it you know it just kind of how natural it comes sometimes when you come up with like a whole passage like how I wrote that song. Mm-hmm. I came up with like the whole chorus and the whole verse and everything. I wrote the whole thing and just like. 10 minutes, you know? I know that's really bad to say you wrote something in 10 minutes. Nope. But Ephraim Queens, that shit took me like two weeks to write like two lines, dude. That shit sucked. <laughs> <laughs> like, I love the song. I love the way it came out. But god damn, I definitely don't want to write lyrics like that again. No. <laughs> well, and- like, I love love having the the joke the joking titles we come up with because it's fun you got to call the song something until you give it an actual name obviously you gotta have a working title mm-hmm. but working title sticks <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's the worst thing ever <laughs> uh, no dude we, we've said 
Okay. But it sucks. You, uh, I, I don't think you could have hit that on the head any better or, or more accurately because that is, that's some of the hardest shit honestly mm-hmm. like because especially when you'd play the song without lyrics but with a title for nine months for months, for months. Yeah. <laughs> 